Hello, and welcome to Blogs on Tape. Today's post is Goblin Watch, written by Dan D, and originally published on his blog, Throne of Salt, at throneofsalt.blogspot.com. Goblin Watch. This post goes best with Over the Garden Wall and Chromatic Soup, issue 2. Ho ho ha ha, tis harvest time, when all the hills russet and gold, bring in the feast, bring on the dance, be bold, make a risk, steal a kiss, take a chance, tap us some cider, lay out the cakes, pile pies on the table until the thing breaks, it's a night fit for chaos in that we believe, for this here tonight's the great goblin watch eve. The Festival you remember all the farmers with their oxen, their wagons overflowing for the last market of the year? Cousins you hadn't seen since the year before last, now that the Grubport Bridge has been rebuilt. Banners and flags and every color under the sun as the countryside seemed to flame with its joy. Church bells and morning doves. There were jugglers, acrobats, jesters, fire-eaters, stilt-walkers, troubadours, fiddle-duels, medicine-shows, buskers, hobos, hurdy-gurdy men, blue-ribbon goats, performing dogs, hedge-mazes, a traveling show with kings and swords and red streamers for blood, children running underfoot looking for the third pig, cornhole, ring-toss, quilt-circles, the husking-bee, the dunk-a-monk-tank, grinning lantern-jacks everywhere you turn. You and your friends ran through the hills with butterfly nets each evening for the last week to get proper will-o'-wisps for yours. You remember your grandpa and the other old men in their navy coats, their flat-topped caps and their shiny brass buttons, sitting on the general store porch and playing St. Anne's Finger Bones while passing around a stoneware jug of Grobo. A note, Grobo, or Goblin Cider, tastes like getting kicked in the face by an apple-flavored Clydesdale. You remember the knights of autumn returning home in all their russet finery, with stories of the world beyond, and all their adventures in the wild places where the folk lived. Some years, one or two of the older children would be taken on as an apprentice to a journeyman knight. Your parents shot down your request instantly, on account of your main motivation being your terrible, obvious crush on Abigail Hagenholt, who had taken her vows three years earlier. You remember the witch's court, where the wise women, young and old, gathered in numbers you'd never seen elsewhere, save the funeral of goodwife Jemian the winter before last. Anyone with a problem in their life, no matter the size, could bring it before the court and have it solved, right there and then, though there's never any guarantee they'd like the solution. Sometimes it was best to bury the hatchet before going to the court. There was the barn dance, where they crowned the Harvest Queen and Skeleton King, and everyone danced and sang and drank and ate until the sun was dipping low and the lantern jacks were lit. And the food! Candied apples, roasted pine nuts, popcorn, troll ears with cinnamon sugar, saltwater taffy, succotash, four-score types of cheese, cold-water crab from upstream on the ridge, cider from the orchard on Harvest Moon cakes, pumpkin bread, corn and squash on the grill, roast turkey and pheasant, apple flapjacks, maple wine, more pies than even the gods could comprehend. There was always a seat left open at the head of the table, right by the king and queen. Death is an honored guest at Goblin Watch to remind everyone 
that they were alive that night. This was the finale, the bombast before the long decline into winter. The Watch The first drumbeat falls at the moment when the sun has sunk completely below the horizon and the moon has risen fully above. In the hills, one can see the distant fires and hear the hoots and hollers and the beating of hide drums and the playing of reed pipes and bladder horns. The goblins sing and dance around their ugly tree, gathering their forces of mischief, and when their song is done, they descend upon the town in a wave. Actually describing what comes next is difficult, due both to the inherent magic in Goblin Watch Eve and the sheer amount of tomfoolery and vandalism going on. A good Goblin Watch Eve will include, but is not limited to, theft of livestock, raiding of liquor cabinets, raiding of underwear drawers, damage to public property, arson, jaywalking, cross-dressing, cases of mistaken identities, cruelty to cheeses, biting political satire, incomprehensible accents, public drunkenness, graffiti, dirty limnics, silly walks, and excessive Monty Pythoning. Goblins will be accompanied by other creatures, their auxiliaries in the cause of mischief. These are typically unique, region-specific beings who are generally only seen on Goblin Watch Eve, unless the Eve is set up to be a real humdinger, in which case they might be glimpsed as early as never seen prior to the feast of St. Percival Tucket 13 nights earlier. These companion beasts include the Bugaboo, a tall, ape-like creature with shaggy black fur and luminous eyes like dinner plates. The Great Ascutasquash, a knobby green and yellow striped vegetable with legs like an elephant, squashes things, delivers presents to gullible children. The Tagalong of Tekepsin, a river monster like a salamander mixed with an otter and twice as big as a man, sings like a lovely woman, shouts like an angry priest, talks like a city slicker. Big Barn Owl Face, a body like a big lumberjack, axe in hand and shirt of plaid, with a barn owl's head on top, constantly bobbing and swiveling around. Hopkins Gobrawl, it looks like a goblin, but is not actually a goblin. Bright orange skin, unblinking eyes, laughs before the punchline is delivered, but doesn't put any heart into it. The Witching Hour The reign of chaos lasts until one in the morning, at which point the witch's court will disperse and its members will begin to round up the goblin horde. By means of the mighty disapproving look and crossing of the arms and the tapping of the foot, as well as clever counter-pranking and tactical witchery, the township's witches will wrangle the goblins into righting their wrongs, returning their loot, and fixing up the town to just as it was. Having had their fun, the goblins will sing a final song of farewell, which has the added effect of putting the townsfolk into a restful sleep and depart for their warren. Witches have no obligation to stay further, and many of them return to their homes at this time. All Folks Day There is one more celebration before all is complete and winter may begin. In the quiet of the misty morning, a procession will set out to the hills singing old songs of folk friendship and the humble art. It is not a boisterous celebration, but instead one of a different kind of life, of stillness and silence and the dew upon leaves. 
The procession will meet the folk in the appointed place. Sacred grove, standing stones, enchanted spring, whatever it may be. There will be shared a meal, a recounting of histories from both peoples, an exchange of gifts. The old agreements between the folk and man will be reaffirmed. The folk will depart, and the people will return to their homes in silence. Thus comes an end to the harvest season and of Goblin Watch, until the next year arrives. If dreams can't come true, then why not pretend? How the gentle wind beckons through the leaves as autumn colors fall, then sink in a swirl of golden memories, the loveliest lies of all. That was Goblin Watch, read by Nick L.S. Whalen. Blogs on Tape is a project that works with authors to create audio recordings of the best works in the OSR, hopefully making them more accessible to everyone. Thank you for listening.